The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is proudly presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. It's brought to you by Mortgage CS. Become a Mortgage CS Ricky VIP at mortgagecs.com slash Ricky. Briggs Auction, the official auction of the process at briggsauction.com slash Ricky. And stateside, Urban Craft Vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, statesidevodka.com. That newsletter coming out tomorrow. You can sign up at uh, rightstrickysanchez.com slash newsletter. On the show today, the schedule is out. We will break down all 82 games and the Sixers prospects within those 82 games. As well, Kevin Durant still hasn't been traded. So until that happens, Sixers still in the mix. Ben Simmons settles with the Sixers for at least some of his money. And AU is wrong again. Um, I did mention stateside vodka. The evenings pods, I don't do this with the morning pods on the weekend, but the evening pods are always accompanied by a little bit of stateside vodka in the rocks glass right here. You might have your Labor Day parties coming up. You might have one final week down the shore if you're doing that the Surfside Iced Tea and Vodka, or the Stateside Vodka Sodas. Don't forget about the vodka sodas. Do not sleep on the vodka sodas. Both perfect summer drinks. 100% perfect. Love Stateside. Go to statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21. And uh, one sad note, I would like to uh, send love to my parents who lost their dog, Jack, today. Um, Jack was 15 years old and a good boy. My parents never had any pets when I lived at home. And then we moved out and they got like they like four dogs. Um, and Jack uh, was a little dog, little white dog, and fucking just l- scared of absolutely everything. Just totally terrified all the time. Um, but he was a, a good boy. And every time I went over there, he was nice to me. And I, uh, I will miss Jack. So um, rest in peace, Jack. And um, again, uh, love to my parents, who I think appreciate the dogs at home more than they appreciated us. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskett, along with a guy who's prepared to go over all 82 games tonight. That is one Mike Levin. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. I'm not an 82-game person anymore. I'm a 16-game podcaster. Uh, 16, more like. 16. Wow. 16 sounds generous. Well, I guess I guess if you, you'd have to get to the third round to play 16 games. Four, four, four. <laughs> Uh, I did mention in the filter in that I had, and I I figured I'd do it now because we just played the song that I had mentioned. I had met 
yesterday a a legend in process lore, at least in Rice Ricky Sanchez lore, Jaronolewski, aka the chef of Amos and the Chef, I had never met before. As long as I've known Amos as many times as I've seen him, I had never met Jaronolewski, who produced the uh, older Ricky song that we had that we had to pull, and then this Ricky song. Jaron is Amos's um, musical director, and I, my brother and I, went to Denver to go see Amos at Red Rocks. Which, if you've never been to that venue, holy fuck, Mike, have you ever been there? Have you ever been to Red Rocks? I have. It's very, it's very nice. It's like it makes you wonder why there are other music venues. I mean, like it is the, the sound and the vibe. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Red Rocks, go. But I met, I met the chef before the show and I'd never met the chef before. So thank you, chef, for our two Right Ricky Sanchez songs. Um, and Mount Joy is there tonight. Um, man, Red Rocks is so good. Who did you see there? I was there for a uh, festival, uh, like a TV festival. That ah. uh, that show I had alive in Denver was in, and so it came with like, and everybody everybody involved in the festival gets to go to a concert, and so ah. it was a, a Lady A concert, uh. which wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, but before that, they played that show. They played the pilot. It hadn't premiered yet. They played the pilot of the show um, Yellowstone, uh, which has become like a, a big sensation. Hmm. Um, and spawned like several spinoffs and stuff as a drama. It was Kevin Costner. Um, and people were so pissed that it was going on for so long <laughs> that they were booing. They, there were like several instances of people booing because they wanted Lady A to come on so bad. That's funny. And, then, and I was like, man, people hate this fucking Yellowstone show. And then uh, a couple years later, it's like this big crazy hit. It's like everybody's parents is watching Yellowstone. Well, when you go to see a concert, you kind of want a concert, not totally agree. Nothing, nothing against that, but it was just funny to hear them. Like they would boo and be like, "Come on, fucking start the show!" (laughs) And then, like, time would go by. Like, okay, fine, they're talking, they're chatting it up, and then, like, they remember that like the show still hasn't started, and boo again. Like it came in waves of of like frustrated booing every time like a new scene would start, and like it wasn't just over already. So that was pretty fun. well, it was, uh, it is a fantastic venue. Amos was great. Amos is always great though. But this man, Red Rocks, holy cow, you just walk in there and it, it doesn't look real. Like the, they yeah. call it Red Rocks because it's built into like these giant red rocks. It looks like yeah. you're on a movie set on Mars or something. And just the way that it is designed, it sounds perfect. Just what a great venue. Yeah, um, it's way out there though. It's, yes. It's pretty, pretty far out there. Well, so we stayed in Golden and it was about 20 minutes from Golden. I think it's like a half an hour from Denver. I don't think it's that, that far from Denver, if I remember I mean, correctly. it's more like it's pretty remote in the sense yes. that there's nothing around it. Like you're going all yes. the way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, we, uh, <laughs> the if, if you're going, if you need to pick up tickets, the box office will call whatever. There's a little tiny shack at like the bottom of the mountain is where it is. And then you have to drive up like a mile to get to the yeah. top. So if you got to get tickets, it's at the bottom of the mountain. The bottom. All right. Schedule comes out. The 22-23 NBA schedule, which means the Sixers schedule, of course. Some highlights, some per Sixers Adam. Uh, Sixers Adam wrote a whole thing on com. brought to you by Process Realtor, if you want to go read it. 14 back-to-backs, which is about normal. 
Sixers play on national TV, not counting NBA TV, because that doesn't really count, uh, 23 times. So that is ABC, TNT, ESPN, which is the fourth most in the NBA. Ben Simmons will supposedly return to Philadelphia to play on November 22nd which th- with the Nets. The Sixers also participating in the NBA's first ever, ever rivalry week twice against the Nets, which seems like a stretch, but then they will play the Nuggets also within that as well. Uh, some other notables, Brett Brown returns Saturday, October 2nd. Some fly the process options that I've gone over with Joe from Fans of Philly. Monday, March 27th in Denver. Friday, February 2nd in San Antonio. In that case, we would stay in Austin. Um, Thursday, March 2nd in Dallas. Friday, April 7th in Atlanta. But April 7th in Atlanta seems like it's a disaster waiting to happen as the second last game of the year. And also, as many people have noted, the last month of the season from March 15th to April 9th is a pretty brutal stretch. I feel like we have these every year and the Sixers end up doing surprisingly well in brutal stretches. Am I crazy in in thinking that? Well, there's a lot of good teams. There's always going to be some brutal stretch. I, it's usually like how I remember it, at least most, most years is that the last month is like cake. You play the Pistons like 16 times and you're like, okay, let's just get there. And you can, everybody can rest up before the playoffs. But this is, this is a tough, the last 14, 15 games are, are heavy. So it goes at Cleveland, at Charlotte, at Indiana, a home and home with Chicago, and then Golden, at Golden State, at Phoenix, at Denver, Dallas, Toronto, at Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, at Atlanta, at Brooklyn. That's a pretty fucking, that's a, a bit of a gauntlet. And the Golden yep. State Phoenix thing is a back-to-back in there. And Miami and Atlanta is a back-to-back as well. So that yep. is rough. Heavy. Yeah. Um, so uh, now that you've seen the schedule, what are your thoughts in terms of total record? <laughs> I mean, my thoughts schedule generally is like, I don't think that NBA team should play every team. I don't think. That oh, really? Be, I, I think that it should be more fun. I think there should be like more uh. random things. I, I love like how baseball used to be like you play the same team a thousand times and, you, mm-hmm. you know, interleague play like. One week, special. two weeks out of the season kind of thing. I like it being special. And I think also like the quality of the play suffers when it's like so many flights and across the country and going all these places and stuff. And if you just, you know, minimize that also environmentally and stuff don't, doesn't hurt. Like if you just minimize some of that and you go like, let's, let's just make it like a cool thing when, when random teams play each other like in the finals or whatever i think that that you lose some of the magic i mean as far as like the regular season feeling like um you know one of the everyone's talking about the regular season's too long it's too boring it doesn't nobody cares the players don't care as much they're resting you know load management all that etc cetera, etc cetera. i think one way to make it more interesting is that you're you know you're playing your division a lot more mm-hmm. and on in like a rare game when you're like hey we're playing someone on the west coast like that is like a okay let's see how we measure up to those teams rather than like we play everybody we play everybody the same basically the same amount every play everybody plays everybody so yeah if you're gonna a little bit of special the the good point i I think a good point there is that if you're gonna have divisions you should it should mean something whereas now there are divisions it doesn't seem to mean anything you play like those teams yeah 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 
You play them like cool. one more time than the other teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like there's there's ways to spice it up, and I get being like, hey, we want, you know. I guess it makes sense being like, hey, if Giannis comes to play, you know, in Charlotte or whatever, or not. I guess Charlotte's a bad example. A West Coast, a Western Conference team like like Portland or something. Then okay, cool. They get to see they get to see Giannis, and everybody gets to see anybody. You have a chance to see everybody, but. I think like with the way, like it's not like most of the fan base goes to the games. Like it's just I don't know. It just feels like a, like a slightly antiquated. Like it's also it's like an antiquated thing, but also like too, an antiquated thing for something that they stopped doing. I guess is a is a it's like straddling the line of both sides. I think it should they should make it a choice to be like, hey, these are your rivals. You want you want to build more rivals? Like play a team eight times a season. Yeah, like that would be. That'd be interesting. That'd be different. That'd Surprising be take exhausting. coming from you, I think. Thanks. Yeah, I'm full of them. It's a good take. And they open up the season at Boston, first game of the year. And the uh, per DraftKings Sportsbook Sixers are five point underdogs in that game. And then, and then the home opener is against the Bucks. So, boy, I mean, really, just a recipe for just either total, just fucking out of control buy your finals tickets now yeah. insanity or just let's end the podcast right now if they start off on yeah yeah it is uh the Sixers celtics that is the first N- nba game of the season right and mm-hmm. then anybody is playing correct yeah that'll that's a, that's a that's a way to start also because i already have it on my calendar the eagles play the cowboys two days before so that will be a on sunday night football so that will be a uh emotional week for some some sick fuck philadelphians uh well, wanting to derive uh happiness from their from their sports teams and if i remember correctly hold on let me look but so the, the sixers also play on christmas they play the knicks and the night before they play the cowboys so mm. they play the cowboys on christmas eve and then the the eagles play the cowboys christmas eve in dallas and then the sixers play the knicks on christmas so christmas day first game christmas day that's fun mm-hmm. the that's the game i usually see the most of it's the first one the last one are the ones that i am least uh interrupted by so so that's the schedule. If you want to read Sixers Adams thing, again, writes to rickysanchez.com. Uh, you can see his whole his whole write-up on this schedule there. So um, Mortgage CS is a sponsor of the Ricky. Mortgage CS. CS stands for Concierge Service. They can help you get a mortgage. They are not a lender. They're not going to lend you the money. They're a mortgage broker. So they go to all of the different lenders and find you the best rate which is not as easy as it seems. You Google it, you know, you Google best mortgage rate, na- rate right now, and maybe you see some of those bigger companies pop up. But sometimes the rate you see is not really the rate that you get. And that's why you need somebody like Mortgage CS. And now it's a very competitive home market in that there's not a lot of houses out there. And you may get pressured. You may get pressured by a realtor to use their mortgage person. You don't have to use their mortgage person. Use your own mortgage person. And maybe you just want a second opinion. Mortgage CS is there for you for a second opinion. They're small, nine people. They're local and they're not tied to any of these big mortgage lenders. They're not going to sell your information to anybody. They're just like legit there 
to help you. Go to mortgagecs.com slash Ricky, mortgagecs.com slash Ricky. Would any of the big mortgage places go and do a, a website like mortgagecs.com slash Ricky? Go look at it. Or you can call or text their CEO, Ben, at any time. 267-391-7425. That anytime thing is super important because you never know when you're going to need a pre-qualification letter. You're going to need some advice. Could happen at night, could happen on the weekends. They're always around and always there to help. Every person we've heard from that go to mortgage, that went to Mortgage CS absolutely agrees with everything that we've said. Very important to them as well that you know about the process, that you're educated when you go away. They want to get you the mortgage, but if you leave knowing more than when you got there, they are happy. Again, go to mortgagecs.com slash Ricky or call or text Ben at 267-391-7425. Mortgage CS, also a sponsor of our Bark in the Park run team for Providence Animal Center and a sponsor of Spike and Rebels Food Truck Festival, the sponsor of the first ever. So thank you, Mortgage CS. This advertisement, not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS 1464766. Visit mortgagecs.com slash Ricky for more information. An update several updates on Kevin Durant, who is spending a lot of time on Twitter recently. I don't know if you've noticed that, Mike. Kevin Durant doesn't seem to be doing anything else other than tweeting. Mark Stein said, during a summer league, during summer league in Vegas, one of the most well-connected team executives I speak to regularly insisted to me that based on what he was hearing, Kevin Durant was more apt to retire than play again for the Brooklyn Nets. I told the tipster that I simply couldn't believe that. I was a loyal subscriber to the theory that Durant is the hooper. Um, Durant, the hooper, loves playing basketball too much to adopt such a stance. Then Kevin Durant tweeted, Wait, sorry, I know sorry, most- sorry, sorry, one second. What yeah. is what is a well-connected team executive? It's like you're on the team. You're, you are in, you're already in the NBA. You already work for a team. You're connected well, to the team. Presumably, presumably, you know other people. I'm sure that- Who's not a well-connected team? If you work for a team, are you not well-connected? I don't know anybody. I've been, I I've worked here for 20 years. I've never met anyone else on another team. I don't talk to Well, anybody. I think there are probably more. There, there are execs that are more well-connected than others. It's their whole job. You know, right, but I'm saying it's their whole they job. They all, I'm, I, it feels like they all are. Mm, I, I, Mark Stein is it, not it's like, like I, sp I spoke to an athletic it. basketball player who was just like, well, yeah, that's the job. But might just not be well connected to other teams. Well connected, there there are certain GMs that they're they're that is what they are good at. Not every GM is good at that. I think. Sure. It read you know. it read odd to me, and I hmm. I wanted to point it out. Durant the Hooper did not read oh, odd to you. Yeah, that also <laughs> did. But I was already hung, I was hung up on the first part. Okay. Kevin Durant tweets. I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me. But if it's anyone out there that'll listen, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Shit is comical at this point. Now, the guy who is quietly demanding a trade with a list of mystery teams um, from a team that he determined every move from thinks that the rumors surrounding him are comical. But that is one thing. And then tweets to another person. Uh, I'd be wanting people on Twitter to realize they just can't stand to see me do well in life. LOL. But to acknowledge that would make them haters so they won't ever admit it. But it's still fun trying to get them to accept it. I actually don't think that is the case at all. Doesn't it seem like people actually do want Kevin Durant to do well? And 
that he's not doing well and this seems like a bad move? Did, have you ever, like, I've never thought of Durant as the player that people like hate on and don't want him to do well. He's not doing well right now, I think. This, this is one of my, my answer to this mm-hmm. is my answer to like so many things about when people talk about the internet, yep. which is just like, there are multiple opinions on the internet right. and some people think you suck and some people think you're great and like about everything. And so if it's like, nobody can stand to see me do well, like that's obviously ridiculous. Uh, everybody loves this thing. That's obviously, it's just like, there's a diversity of fucked up or normal opinions on the internet and people that are like in the public eye that like, you know, veer towards narcissism, which those come together. Like, you know, those are of, of a piece. It's just like, they are constantly reacting. Like everything is happening to them. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, like people are just saying shit. Like it's not that important. And right now it just seems like of all times right now, people are being negative because this is kind of like a weird fucked up situation. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you, know? you ask for a trade. People are like, I wonder what's going to happen. So people yeah. are speculating because it's fun to do and it's fun to think about. People give a shit about the NBA or they're bored or whatever. It's like, what do you expect? Everyone's going to sit quietly? Everyone's <laughs> going to sit quietly and wait? The, that would be Ridiculously, the, be the retirement line from, was it Mark Stein you said? Yes. That was pretty dumb. Someone speculated he might retire, but I think that he likes basketball. <laughs> Great. I, I don't... Cool. F- I, I think the the quote was basically that he will do anything to not play for the Nets again. I think that's what the 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 line was trying to get across. Well, there's a long road to retire, right? I'm taking my socks off as I'm saying this. This is my feet are hot. Uh, but like retire retirement is a he could just sit out for a little bit until they trade him, but that's not like it's not retire. That's far far from there. You're really stuck on that line, aren't you? I'm stuck on them all. Stuck on all of it. <laughs> and then from Brian Windhorst, what's developed go. over those 47 days is we now have kind of two different negotiations, said Brian Windhorst on NBA Today. One, of course, is with all the teams interested in Kevin Durant and the Nets. We haven't seen significant traction in any of those deals. The Nets asking price is very high. Their leverage for getting those teams who are interested in offering so much just hasn't materialized. The other negotiation is now developing between Durant and the Nets. That separate negotiation is what it would take for him to come back. That's what a big part of this, the discussion he had with owner Josiah in London about 10, 11 days ago was. Josiah and the Nets believe they have a really good team. They don't believe they have a good trade for Kevin Durant. They want him to consider coming back. But Durant has very clearly made it known he doesn't want to play for the Nets under the current situation. You have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself. I wish I had this audio. What is the avenue? What is the path for Kevin Durant to move forward with the Nets? Because because he's been told no on trade. He's been told no on firing Steve Nash. He's been told no on firing Sean Marks. So where do we go from here? It's, I mean, it's also the fact that the reason people are talking about it so much, A, because he's one of the top, let's be careful, whatever, let's say five best players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Top 15 player all time. Yeah. Like, he rules. He's amazing. And it's fucking August, and there's nothing else to talk about. People doing like schedule release shows 
for a schedule where everybody plays everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant wanting a trade. What else is there to say? Summer League's over. Yep. Come on. Summer so. League's been over for two months. <laughs> I know. So there's no, it's, I mean, even the, the post-Summer League glow is gone. Yeah. We're getting like pro-am updates of like friggin' <laughs> Malachi Flynn dropped 74. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. It really does seem like the Boston one is probably going to happen. If you had to put your money on, if I had to put my money on one thing, it would be that Kevin Durant is playing for the Nets on opening night. On one option, that would be the option that I would put my money on. If there were a DraftKings option, I'm going to check. But what, what do I you... Would, th- well, I would take ahead. field. I would take field. But I guess if that's not an option... Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, it's tough to be like, that seems to still make the most sense, but you can't trade Aiton until January. Yep. With the contract. So I want it to be New Orleans. I, want I don't think it's going to be New Orleans. I want it to be New Orleans. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be New Orleans, though. Did you see so. New Orleans? They they scheduled New Orleans Brooklyn uh, game one for them, so it's Zion Ben, if one or both play. Is that a thing, so, Zion versus Ben, or is it just no? That, just the fact that neither of them played last year. Oh, all last year, and so yeah. this would be their their return, or not. Do you and think we'll get it? Both if they both come back, it's like all right, some heat off of both of us, like a. <laughs> They shake hands and go like, all right, we'll share the load here. <laughs> kind of kind of generous of the NBA, but also assuming that both of them decide to play basketball. I still don't think Simmons is going to fucking play. I, I feel like that should, we'll get into it in a second, but I feel like that ship has sailed. It really had, what a weird fucking situation. So weird. The ship of him ever playing basketball again? Yeah, uh, yeah I think. I, I, mm. I, I can't believe that I'm here. But, and by the way, I saw a video of somebody harassing him in a mall in a candy store. <laughs> he keeps insisting that he's Russell Westbrook, which I did laugh at. Just fucking leave people alone in public life, honestly. Like, Jesus Christ, going up to somebody while they're shopping in the mall with a fucking phone recording them. Like, I can't stand Ben Simmons as much as anybody, but leave him alone. But yeah, I don't think he's, I, I, I just can't imagine him getting on the court. I just, I, I guess I'm at that point where I just, I can't, I, I just don't believe he's going to get on the court. I really don't. I'm, I'm hung up on something else and it's, and it's the words shopping for candy at the mall. <laughs> well, he was in a candy store. He was in one of the places where you pay like per quarter pound or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I know. That's a weird thing to do. I think when you're extremely famous to go to, to buy a, candy, can, to go into a candy store at the mall yourself. Maybe sending it to the ex-fiance. By the way, you, you tell me this. You're younger than me. Maybe maybe uh, maybe CJ can jump in so we can have three. We can have a Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z opinion. Here's so, the show. Yeah. So, so there, was, there was the rumor that Ben and his fiance had broken it off. He ambiguously tweeted that it was a slow news day, and she tweeted not to believe everything that you read, but nobody addressed the rumor specifically. It was her birthday, and he Instagram storied a happy birthday to her. She reposted it along with like 10 other ones without any addition to the reposting. Like no hearts, no... To me, that read as like... 
she's over it, but he's not. Am I reading too deep into that? It could. I mean, it could mean that for sure. But I think it's it doesn't indicate it necessarily. Sometimes you just repost something where you're like, all right, I have nothing to say in response to this, but I'm reposting it. From your fiance? Ex-fiance. But well, like but, I'm reposting it yeah. just like in the in the sense of like acknowledging receipt, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels pointed to not repost it and repost other things. Mm-hmm. And so I'll repost it in the mid, in the middle of all these other things. And it'll be just, it'll kind of like flow with it. CJ. Yeah. My guess is here we go. It was more of like a amicable break type deal yeah. that they're showing people that they have respect for each other. And mm. maybe those tweets are like directed towards reports saying that like they hate each other. Or there was like this big, this there big, was, there was none of that though. Yeah. It's, it seemed, it seemed on the more mature side of things to do in this situation. Hmm. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I actually, <laughs> I actually believe that if, if I am looking at this from an objective point of view and I've been there, Ben, he is not over it. And she, I bet is over it, but that is just I don't know. He's inviting people, inviting people on the street to his house <laughs> and taking their phones. So maybe, <laughs> Maybe it's not. a good point. Yep, a good point. Uh, before we get to the Ben Sixer story, which there is one, Briggs Auction, <sighs> which is where Ben should be spending his money. Briggs Auction, a four-generation, family-owned and operated auction house in Garnet Valley. We love Briggs Auction. Get the app in the App Store or Google Play, Briggs Auction, B-R-I-G-G-S Auction, or just go to briggsauction.com slash Ricky. What they have is fucking really fun estate auctions every week, every other week-ish, three a month. The one going on now is great as well. What I normally do is they separate it by category. So I go to collectibles and then I'll go to art and then I'll go to clothing. And the collectibles one, there is a huge lot of football and basketball cards from the 90s on this one. You don't know what's in there, could be anything. It's like a giant grab bag. If you used to go to card shows, used to love the grab bag. So uh, but they've got everything there from from cars to furniture to uh, antiques to collectibles, like I just said, just tons of vinyl in the auction that ends this Friday, a uh, bunch of records. Just it's a lot of fun. I can't stop going through them. I get excited every time there's a new auction and I always bid on something. I've bid on two lots on the current auction. Um, again, go to BriggsAuction.com slash Ricky. That's BriggsAuction.com slash Ricky or get the app in the app store or Google play. If you win something, you want to pick it up. They have open pickup all day on Saturday or by appointment during the week, or they can work with several shippers to get it to you. And if you want to downsize, you have an estate you'd like to auction off info at briggsauction.com. That is Briggs auction. Okay. So if we, we remember, also, cor- we also what? got, sorry, yeah. there was some misinformation on the last pod that mm. was corrected to me. Okay. Via DM that the Sixers can trade a first-round pick in the maxi trade. They can trade a 2029 first-round pick. And according to Derek Bodner in his uh, newsletter, uh, they can also, Mm. they can't do swaps because the Nets don't have picks in 24-26, but they can swap with the Nets in 28. But they could also do, um, like there's like protections 
on the picks that are that are going out in some of those years and so the sixers could trade an unprotected the like lottery in the if the pick falls within the lottery they can trade that so there's some wait i'm, like I'm sorry can you explain that part again so if the Sixers, so if like the, so if the if sixers traded already traded a lottery protected pick mm-hmm. they could trade say the 2023 unprotected like protected like 15 to 30 pick so like if it falls in the lottery then they trade it so basically it's someone betting that the sixers will fail go into the lottery and if if they if they don't if they don't get the pick and the sixers did well well they missed on a you know the 21st overall pick whatever and if they do get the pick it will be a lottery pick and it'll be good that kind of thing so there's there's some maneuverability there but so, as far as like trading a first round pick outright, twenty twenty nine, they can still trade. Okay, so they 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 can trade one pick. They could trade the twenty twenty nine first round pick in a Kevin Durant or any trade whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I thought that wasn't true, but I guess it is. So twenty twenty three goes to the Nets, which means they can't trade twenty twenty four. Um, the 2025 goes to the Thunder. That was is, in the Horford trade. Yeah, it's protected top six, which means they can't trade 2026. 2027 goes to the Nets, which means they can't trade 2028. And you're right, 2029. So it must have been before the uh, before this past draft that I was thinking of, because you can only trade seven years before. Well, thank you for the correction. Thank you, anonymous DMer. Um, for the question. Thank you, anonymous general the manager correction. of the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not saying who it was. Took some time. But, took some time in between. Uh, look at a yoga pants. Listen to well, Ricky. That, and that's another inf- misinformation because it's yoga pant. Yoga pant. Well, he's looking at yoga pants on the... <laughs> Okay. Ben, sorry, Daryl. So I'm not sorry for the yoga pant thing, but I am sorry for being wrong about the, uh, about the draft pick thing. I still don't think they have enough to get Kevin Durant, but all that no, said. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so Ben Simmons, if you remember correctly, uh, did not play for the Sixers last year. He held out, gave several different reasons. One, that he was not mentally prepared to play. Also talked about his back. Um, Sixers held his salary for the entire year, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Clutch and Ben Simmons uh, filed a grievance against the Sixers to get some of the money back. Per Woj, they have reached a settlement on the grievance Simmons filed to recor- recoup a portion of the nearly $20 million withheld from him as a result of his failure to play games in the 2021-22 season. Both sides agreed to confidentiality mm. on the exact financial settlement reached, sources said. That's so good. That's, I truly don't care. I wouldn't have cared at all. I don't, but now I you care. I still almost don't care at all. But the confidentiality, why would they do that? Ask yourself, why would the Sixers and Ben Simmons agree to a confidentiality agreement? So it's one of two things. It's either they gave a lot back or they didn't give much of anything back. And I have to imagine it is the latter. That they didn't give much of anything back. Because I just don't think... Look, everybody... 
I find it hard to believe that other teams, um, maybe you'll get an anonymous DM from a general manager about this, but I find it hard to believe that other teams don't know what the settlement is. So, yeah, because like that's, that's, it's not for, initially I was like, okay, that's Ben or the Sixers saving face because of pride, mm-hmm. but I think it's more because of like other teams or players or agents or something like this, this, is, this would be precedent setting in a way. And they're sort of like trying to, punt on the idea that anybody benefited at all. They didn't even yes. come to an answer. Uh, th- there's that. Also, it'll be, I think it'll be material discussion when the CBA negotiations come up and the less information in the public, the better. I just think that, I think that, let me, let's put it this way. I think if it comes out, the Sixers paid the most. There's news for like, 45 seconds that goes away because nobody actually gives a shit. If it comes out that he didn't get anything, it makes Rich Paul look bad. It makes Ben Simmons look bad. I, I feel like it coming out as a little looks worse for Ben Simmons and Clutch than if it comes out big, it looks bad for the Sixers. So that's my that's my thought. It's going to come out at some point. There's just no way this news can't come out. Well, I don't it's, think. It's, it's, if it isn't already and no one has told me, and if someone mm-hmm. would like to, I would I would be interested in hearing it. I would love to get that information. But it it feels like it's going to be one of those open secrets, which there are many around the league of like that, that things don't get publicly reported, but they just get whispered about all the time at summer league and the combine and whatever. I would say this: if somebody wants to tell me, I will not say it. <laughs> I just want to know. I, I've held in so much information over the years that I've never said anything to anybody about. I just, I need to know how much he got. I just fucking need to know. And Fuck, if somebody man. wants to tell me, I will likely forget that I'm not allowed <laughs> to say. And, and you then start I'll say saying it by it. accident. But as, yep. I, as I say it, I will at least not say who told me. Because <laughs> I will probably have forgotten that as well. And that's a promise that I will make. Before we get to the uh, mailbag, I had a, a, a little bit of an issue with AU. CJ, I don't know if you can put this picture up. It's on Tobias Harris's Instagram. I didn't prepare you for it. But for anyone not watching and just listening, I'm talking about the photo of Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, George Niang, and Tyrese Maxey at uh, Tobias Harris's wedding. It is a very charming picture where they look like they're all enjoying each other's company quite a bit. Yeah, it's um, extremely cute. It's a, it's a great photo. Just real genuine smiles, except for George Niang, who is just trying to look cool, but he's genuinely trying to look cool. So that. Boston guy. So, Come on. So AU wrote a piece, and like I feel like AU's pieces are always so good because nobody else could have written it as well as AU did. But there's always something in there that is always just obviously wrong that I know it bothers him, but I tell him every time this line is just fucking terrible is wrong. So he wrote a story about it being the summer of Tyrese Maxey, which is great. It was just, it was a great thing that he noticed that nobody else would have noticed. But then he wrote about this photo and he said, I love this photo. I cannot get enough of this photo. It's an all timer, one with higher meme ceiling than any Sixers related photo since that one of Joel, um, uh, with Harry Styles. And we're probably not, we're probably, blah, 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 and we're going to be seeing it for the rest of our online lives. 
even though it's from Tobias's wedding and with Tobias, the clear focal point of the photo, and even though Matisse is the best dressed and George has the best cool guy pose, Tyrese is the obvious star of the photo. AU, I, Matisse is not the best dressed in this photo. He came to a black tie wedding wearing a blue suit and a t-shirt. Like this is a guy who doesn't, who's not a grown up. Like this was an obvious, super fancy wedding. Nyang is wearing a black suit. Uh, Maxi is wearing a fucking tuxedo. Of course, uh, uh, Tobias is wearing a tuxedo. It was obvious. You can see in the background, people are, it's black tie. He wore a fucking t-shirt. He's not the best dressed in the photo. And I just, I think, I think AU needs to take that back. Mike, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would agree that Matisse isn't the best dressed. I, we don't know for a fact that it's black tie. We're not looking at the invitation. Again, if someone were to send me the invitation and look <laughs> at it, I would forget that I'm not allowed to say it. So I would like to get one if that's possible. Um, but yeah, this is definitely, Matisse definitely looks like a venture capitalist. Yes. If, in 2017. In this, and for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't look good or that, yeah. as, as Abby says, the T-shirt is not $500. I'm sure it's very nice, but it is is inappropriate. You have to wear a collar. And you're right. I don't know that it's black tie, but Nyang wearing a black suit, Tyrese Maxey wearing a tuxedo suggests to me that, and it apparently was a super fancy place. I think it probably was black tie. I'm thinking you can't, I'm sorry, you have to at least wear a collar. I know ties are not um, a thing anymore. It's fine. You can go without a tie. You can't wear a t-shirt. Hey, you, you got to take that back. Or you got to start. Ties are still a thing. Ties aren't. It's, I think there's flexibility there. Well, so I like, I like wearing a tie. They're just not nearly as, I think, I think they were on their way down. And then the, what's it called? The pandemic hurt them more. But when you go into stores, and I've noticed this, like the the areas that they have dedicated to ties, like nice stores, department stores, much smaller than they used to be. I think people are going without a tie a lot more than they used to. Well, I think there's fewer jobs that like require you to wear a suit and tie every day because that's ridiculous. But when you like dress fancy for a wedding or look good for some big event or something, I think it's still cool. And I love, I think yeah. Maxie's, I do agree that Maxie's the star of the photo because he's just standing there, such normal guy smile, just mm -hmm. like not posing, not doing anything, his hands doing a weird thing, he's just like holding his jacket and being like, I'm happy, I'm having a nice time. Like, <laughs> I think he is so like, like first thought, like emotions right on his sleeve, just like having a good time. There's nothing deeper than that. He's just like, I'm having a good time. I'm with my friends. Like, I love it. I love him. He's the best. Um, and again, I think Matisse Thibel looks nice. You can dress nice and not wear a collared shirt, but he's not the best dressed in that photo. The hardest stomach YouTube comment of the week, two of them. First comes from St. Christian Aldrin. Imagine KD and Doc in a blame off after a playoff series loss. <laughs> that would be. Oh, Doc, Doc would kick KD's ass in a blame. A hundred percent. KD has, does not stand a chance. <laughs> now, what if you took the next four months and put it on the table? Obviously, immediately following the game, Doc would win. But what if you gave it time, included Twitter, yada, yada, yada? Well, that's you just because Doc is probably bad at the internet. Yeah. But, okay. but yeah, KD would wipe the floor with them. There was... I sent this to you, but there's a good, um, I'm forgetting what it's called. I think it might be a beef history. It might be just a beef history, but one of the SB Nation videos that 
my buddy Seth Rosenthal does. Uh, he did one for oh, yeah. Doc and Bill Simmons. Oh yes, uh, that we is worth that is worth it. watching. It was worth your time, just showing how incredibly petty both of these two men are. Uh, really, one, just two. such like just so, so such stubborn people. Like just down the middle, like exactly as stubborn as you think they are. Nothing, nothing else but like stubborn vanity. It's pretty. It's pretty good. The video well, really to, uh, lays that bare. And to me, Simmons wins that because. Doc caring about Simmons seems like a worse look than Simmons caring about Doc, right? Uh, yes. Anytime a player or a coach is specifically calling out a media member, it generally makes them look like the more, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you're, you care about how the media is portraying you kind of thing. Um, but Sometimes that's understandable. If somebody keeps like going after you, you're still a human being. Um, even if you are like, you know, blessed to be one of the very few people doing what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think any of them, I don't think either of them comes out of that video looking good. So the, I mentioned before, Celtics open up as five point favorites at DraftKings Sportsbook for opening night. There's actually a line for the second game as well. Would you like to guess the line? Of speaking of Bill Simmons, of the Sixers at home against the Bucks on October twentieth. Um, Sixers minus one and a half. Ooh, very close. Sixers minus two. Mm. There you go. Not bad. Uh, Celtics still the futures favorite. Uh, to win the title at plus 450. Sixers sit at plus 1,500 right behind the Nets and right ahead of the Lakers, who just re-signed LeBron, which that's going to go well. And Embiid's still a second favorite to win MVP. Doncic is plus 400, Embiid at plus 600. Uh, all at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football coming back. You know back what's going to happen? The, what? Speaking Tell of me. the MVP odds. Yeah. I, Embiid's going to have like a medium season and they're going to give him MVP and it's going to be like, well, this doesn't really feel worthwhile. This is, we always feel fake and he'll get, he'll have like gotten hurt like right before. And so we're just like, this is great. Now we got it. Fantastic. But maybe it doesn't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just doesn't try that hard during the season. It would be hard to like back into an MVP with your, yeah. your point. There's just a lot of great players to give. No, that's to. right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, college football back as well. DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers bet five bucks on any team, get 200 bucks in free bets instantly. You get same game parlay, college football as well, or those uh, NBA futures we're talking about. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RTRS. Bet five bucks on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's code RTRS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Mailbag. You can leave us a voicemail at 833-LICKFACE or send us an email at writestrickysanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Joe. Joe says, I need to determine the next steps. I'm an old man, but in 1972, when I was 14, we got cable to see U.S. stations. I live in Canada and subscribe to Sports Illustrated. Even then, when I was new to basketball, there was, I knew there was something I didn't like about the Celtics. I didn't know why. Of course, as time went on, I learned to hate the Celtics, and there were a group of friends at work who loved them. Even as my hate simmered after the 80s, I still disliked them and rolled my eyes when they won in 2008. 
But this year, my hate started to disappear. I didn't cheer for them, but I wouldn't have been upset if they won. So what should I do? A, accept that as one ages, should give up hate. B, keep bringing up the players you hated to remind you of their legacy with current Celtics. Or C, don't follow the NBA as I am now weekend. Thank you for your advice. Um, interesting. Interesting thought. Interesting options. I would say think about their fans. <sighs> That's because a good there's a answer. Lot of, because there's a lot of, uh, a ton of Celtics on the team that I like very much. That's a good um, answer. Not all. Plenty I hate. But some Celtics on the team, they're like, God, it's fun. I would definitely love this player if they were on the Sixers or even if they were on some innocuous team or whatever. Um, but in the same way that like you always, I always find it ridiculous being like in baseball or uh, football or whatever. It's like the Eagles, I'm, I'm making up a stat here. Like the Eagles have lost 18 straight games in New Orleans dating back to 1972 or whatever the fuck. And it's just like, well, the, none of the Eagles were on the team in the seventies. So it doesn't matter. Like they don't, that doesn't matter. They're, you're, you're, these are jerseys that there's not, they're not carrying that with you. Uh, but the fans were there. And so hold on to that, hold on to who they are. And even though I have a number of Celtics fans who I do like outside of their Celtics fandom, they are still, uh, horrible. And I root against them. It's a really good answer. Can I posit that how he feels? I think a lot of people feel. I just, I think there are a lot of Sixers fans right now that want to hate the current Celtics more than they do. And I think a lot of it is the players that you talked about. It's pretty easy to hate Tatum, even though I don't, but it's hard to hate Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart or Robert Williams or like, and honestly, it's not only hard to hate them, it's really, it's almost harder to not covet them, <laughs> you know, like to want them on the Sixers. I would fucking die for Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart on the Sixers, honestly. So plenty of people dislike Marcus Smart. I don't dislike Marcus Smart, but plenty of people do. I, Jalen, Jalen, I agree with is pretty yeah. universally liked. I'm not a Robert Williams guy. I never have been Horford, you know, plenty of, yeah. plenty of uh, mm -hmm. ammo there, but yeah, think of it on that level. I think uh, I think smart were he not on the sick Celtics, every Sixers fan would like him. You know, certainly oh, if he I was on the some, Sixers, some he would people be. already. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart on the Sixers would be Aaron Rowan, but good, <laughs> right? For sure. This comes from Michael. Basketball question: James Harden finished last year at twenty-two points per game, ten assists per game, eight rebounds per game. In this bounce back year, would you prefer he do the same like me? Or like me, much prefer that he led the league with 14 assists per game while getting 20 points per game on higher efficiency. I would actually prefer in a bounce back year that he score more, actually. I, I know he can get fucking 10, um, I'm not saying cheap assists, but like he can, I just think he can like sleepwalk his way into 10 assists. I, I'm not gonna feel good unless he's scoring 24 points four points a game oh that's there if it's 24.3 i will feel like shit yeah uh, yep. i i guess i've just kind of written off the idea that he's ever going to be that guy mm. even if i think he's going to be better and have yeah. some burst back 
Um, I don't think he's going to be that player at any point. I think Embiid's too good. I think Maxi's too good. I think Tobias is going to get touches. So I just, I think, I think it's more likely that he averages like eleven or twelve assists per game, kind of thing. Um, I just need him to find ways to impact the game when he's when he is unable to just beat guys off the dribble. He still has to impact the game when it's Scotty Barnes on him or Marcus Smart or anybody that like can stay with him that doesn't just like fall for his shit. That's like a smart and physical defender. He still has to be able, he can't be just a zero out there. And that's kind of what he was in the second round. I totally agree with you. And not only was he a zero, I mean, like that's almost overstating it. He actively in the last game, like ran away from the ball. Like he wanted no parts of it. It was, it was actually stunning. It was actually, I think we block out how bad he was <laughs> like it was so close to Ben that it was it was like it was how how bad James Harden was was like uh was stunning actually um well we've that, had a over the last decade of a lot of th- opportunities to block things out yeah there's been a, a number point. of things We're that good at it. <laughs> our minds are like please allow me to block this out <laughs> if <laughs> you wouldn't point. if you wouldn't mind um, final question. This comes from Jeff. Uh, I'm just going with his non-basketball question, even though it's a basketball question. You are given the opportunity to suit up for any team in the league. You're guaranteed to get at least 20 minutes per night. Over the course of the season, you have to accumulate 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and one made three. If you do, you get a five-year max contract. And if you don't, you lose a limb of your choosing. No one except you actually knows about this, so no one will allow you to get your stats to save your limb. Do you take that offer? And then, I, mean, I would if never. You lo- I would never if you play. Lose a, if you no, he's saying you're guaranteed twenty minutes a night. Oh, 20 minutes a night. Okay. Yeah, and if you lose a limb, you have to tell us which one you're losing. So, um, twenty minutes a night, eighty-two games, ten points, ten assists, ten rebounds, and a three, and made three. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's doable. That's extremely doable. I wouldn't be good. No one is saying that. But like rebounds would be easy. Like sometimes the ball just like caroms off something. That's the easiest one to get. Second easiest is assists, right? Second easiest is assists. Just pass it to somebody, throw a ball high, whatever. Get get something eventually. Um, The three would be, I mean, they probably wouldn't cover. I would probably get plenty of opportunities if... uh, me at five eleven was on the court. No one's going to be. No one's going to be diving after me unless, especially if they're if they're not aware of this limb bet. Maybe they are aware of the limb <laughs> bet and want me to lose my limb. Yeah. Could be that. Uh, but yeah, tw- twenty minutes a night. You can. You. It, it could happen. And I'm not let's in danger ta- of losing minutes. Let's talk I would, about. I would cut my minutes. But go ahead. Sorry. Let's talk about the team dynamics of some. <laughs> it would be guy. bad. It wouldn't be good. <laughs> Like that would be like that would be a Jerry Colangelo hires a son level. Like, why is this kid still fucking getting playing time over like Derek Jones Jr.? Yeah. Like, we're playing him 20 minutes a night. Um, all right, that's all we got. Before we go, I will uh give a plug 
we are up to $4,400 raised for our Bark in the Park team. I think 37 team members. Thank you to our sponsors. I mentioned Mortgage CS earlier, but LL Pavorsky Jewelers, Body Bio, DraftKings, Briggs Auction, all sponsors of our team. Raising money for the Providence Animal Center. You can either run or walk. You don't have to run. October 22nd at Rose Tree Park. If you join our team, you raise 50 bucks, you get the Ricky shirt, which is by Todd Purse, great artist out of Delaware, I think, uh, of Rebel playing basketball on the moon. You raise a hundred bucks, you get the Providence Animal Center shirt. Um, and then you can join us that day. It'll be a lot of fun. So either join the team or just donate. I You can just donate. That's fine. Our goal is 16,000 bucks, hundred team members. There you go. And I, uh, I also want to say, mm-hmm. uh, people following this, as I'm sure everyone is waiting breathlessly, I did get vengeance for my Losing the Exacts Fantasy Championship by a free throw to Miles because um, we tied and he had the tiebreaker. Uh, and I did win my WNBA Fantasy Championship. Oh, congratulations. So that felt good. Feels fi- satisfying. And uh, the WNBA, WNBA playoffs started tonight. Already the New York Liberty, your New York Liberty, <laughs> upset uh, the Chicago Sky um, in game one of those three game series. So check that out. Uh, yeah. All good stuff. There's literally nothing is going on in the NBA. Kevin Durant is upset that they keep talking about him. Watch the WNBA WNBA playoffs. They're going to be great. All right. That's all we got. CJ is at a hotel room in Pittsburgh. He was wearing a Pittsburgh hat before we started. A a Pirates hat. That was a Providence hat. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you bring it on purpose? Thinking it looked like a Pittsburgh hat? Oh, it looks like a Phillies hat, actually. Yeah, I'm fooling everyone. Would you wear one of those... Have you ever seen one of those pirates hats that's yellow and kind of a, a flat top? Do you remember those, Mike? Well, not remember them, but because they were they were probably late seventies. But did you ever see them? It was a yellow sure. pirates hat with horizontal stripes on it. And mm-hmm. CJ, it was like it wasn't round on top; it was like flat on top. Sounds like my kind of hat. Yeah, <laughs> Kent to Colby, I think wore those hats. All right, we will talk to you next time. Are you done with TTP? Yeah, you know, like this. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't won't fuck fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you!